Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to go to the second part of the sermon called "Love Never Fails." In John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, I review a little bit. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ: "A new command I give you: Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another." Jesus gave the church a new covenant. The new covenant that we have with God is better than the old covenant, because in the old covenant, God's people had to kill animals and burn animals to pay for their sin, die for their sin. But in this new covenant, Jesus died once for all, and we don't have to kill animals anymore. Jesus died on the cross one time, once for all, to redeem us from the curses of sin and. To break us from the power of darkness, so that we can have a new life. But he said, after we come into the new covenant, he give us a new commandment. Why he said new? Because there is, there are also the old commandments, and the old commandments were given by God through Moses. We call the Ten Commandments, and. The Bible says that if we can practice what Jesus said, the new commandment that is to love one another, we fulfill all the laws of the Old Testament or the Old Covenant. And let me review and read that scripture one more time in Romans chapter 13, verses 8 to 10. Owe no one anything except to love one another. In other words, pay your debt. Don't cheat your debt. Pay. Except to love one another, but we all love. We should all love to. We should show love to one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. What is the law? The law of the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. For the commandments, this is the Ten Commandments that Moses gave to the children of Israel. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, the law in the Old Testament sum up in only one sentence: You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love, love is the fulfillment of the law. Now we are living in the new covenant. And we have a new commandment from Jesus Christ, and that commandment replace or take the place of the old commandments, the Ten Commandments. In other words, if every single day you wake up and you tell yourself, "I'm gonna love my neighbors, I'm gonna love my wife, my kids, everyone around me, I will love them," definitely you will not commit adultery. Definitely you will not flirt woman and try to take advantage of her. Definitely, you will not cheat anybody. Definitely, you will not go and make false witnesses and gossip about people, talk bad about people. Definitely, you will help people around you, because love will dictate 
all this behavior and these words and all the, what you say to other people, and you will not hurt anybody because you love people. And thank God, now this law is not written in the paper, but written in our heart. I read in the scripture last time, many times in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, God say, "I." Will put my law in their mind and write them on their hearts. This new law to love one another has been written in our spirit, in our heart. You notice two words here: mind and heart. How God put the law in your mind through your ear, by and through your eyes by reading the scripture and by hearing the sermon. When you hear. And when you read the Bible, the law go into your mind. The mind is the opening channel to get something in your spirit. The more you hear the word of God, the more you will be changed in your mind. And that word that come into your mind, the truth that come into your mind, then impact your spirit on the inside here. But God also say, "I write this new law in your spirit, in your heart." Who writes this law in your heart? The Bible says in Rome chapter Roman chapter five verse five Roman chapter five verse five and hope make not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So the love of God is written in our spirit by the Holy Spirit. That's why the church need to have the fullness of the word, preach the word without compromise. And also, we need to have the fullness of the touch of the Spirit. The more you are filled and touched by the Spirit, the word love gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger in your heart, stronger and stronger, clearer and clearer. And then you can practice love. How you practice love? How do you do that? Ephesians chapter four, twenty-five to thirty-two. Therefore, putting away lying. Let each one of you speak truth to his neighbor. This is the way to show love. Speak truth to one another, for we are members of one another. Be angry, and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good. That he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. All these things are the sign of love. You speak, encourage people. You work with your hand. You get money. You give to people instead of always put your hand out and ask people for money. That it may impart grace to the hearers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. If you love people, you will forgive them. Forgive one another. You know the remedy for the angry world. Do you believe that this world is full of angry people? Yes. That's why the pharmacy company is rich. They sell Solaf. 
they sell a m i t i p t a l i n they sell sleeping pill Valium, and what else Ambien. Because people are angry, they angry themselves, they angry at the dad, they angry at the government, they angry everywhere. But the solution of anger, and resentment, and bitterness is the love of God. And thank God that as Christian we have this love, the unconditional love of God. In our heart right now, God already has written His love in our heart, so we can forgive people. I can guarantee, no one in this room can raise your hand and say, "You know, Pastor, I never have even one person in my life that offend me and make me angry." Anyone in this room never been offended by anybody, and you angry at somebody? Raise your hand up. I dare not raise my hand because I have many of them. Not my wife, though. My wife is a good person. Many people offended me, and I believe a lot of you have been offended by somebody. Usually, what is the reaction or response when somebody get you mad? Number one, you erase their name out of your book. Number two, when you stand in the same room, you tend not to see them. You turn around. And if they walk close to you, you walk to another side. Then <laughs> you don't want to talk to that person, and you try to wipe out that person out of your mind. You don't want to think about them anymore, and that is unforgiveness. Did you do that? I believe you did that. Sometime, as somebody that you don't like, you try to walk away from that person. But thank God for the love of God. Only God can help you to forgive. That's why, if you have God in your home, less chance to have divorce, less chance to have family problem, because you forgive by the love of God. Second Corinthians chapter five verse fourteen: For the love of Christ compels us, because we judged us that if one die for all, then all died. If you allow the love of God to lead your life, to control your life. It will compel you to do good to those who hurt you. The love of God will compel you to say nice thing to those who offended you. The love of God will make you smile to those who hurt your feeling. But the love of God is in our heart. That's why we need to make a decision every single day. You know that life is a series of choice. You wake up and you make choices. You make a choice every single day. God already did His part. He did His part by getting you here this sermon. He gave you the Holy Spirit to write the love of God into your heart. But you need to do your part by making the decision every single day that you will not be carnal Christians. What is carnal Christian? What is a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian is a person who is led by the flesh. By the sinful nature of Adam, the sinful nature of Adam say slap him. The sinful nature of Adam will say gossip about him. The sinful nature of Adam shoot him, kick him, elbow him, or email him bad word. Just blast him with the words in the email. Put him in the blocks so the whole world will know that he's a bad guy. That is the carnality or sinful nature. But God say in the Bible, "Let us be spiritual people." 
Spiritual doesn't mean religious people. Religious people. Hello, Amen. This is religious. The Pharisee. The Pharisees are religious. Dress in a certain way and make voice in a certain way. No, spiritual people are not religious. Spiritual people are people who are led and controlled by the Spirit of God. This is so important because no matter how much Bible knowledge you have, no matter how anointed you are, but if you walk your life in a carnal way, you one day will fall, and whatever you do or have done for God will count nothing because you let your flesh lead you. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, But I keep under my body and bring it, body means the flesh, the desire of the carnality, the flesh, bring it into subjection. Subjection to what? To the Holy Spirit. So when the flesh wants to say slap him, the Holy Spirit say calm down, love him and do good to him. Don't let the flesh control you. You put the flesh under the control of the Holy Spirit. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. Paul said that even though I was so anointed and I was able to perform miracles, but if I walk in the flesh, it means nothing. I will be a cast away. Let the love of God fill our life and let us forgive people. Amen? Let me remind you, Love never fails. If you walk in love, it sounds like you are defeated. It sounds like you lose your benefit. But at the end, you will win. Because love never fails. Love is always victorious. The power of love in this world through you is greater than the power of hatred of this world. Amen? And let this love of God in your heart express to your mouth, to your eye contact, to your personality, to your life, that people can see the love of God in your life. Be kind to one another. God give us a new heart now, the heart, the tender-hearted. Amen? Love people. Let the Spirit of God flow on the inside of you. When I lay hand on people, and sometimes I notice that God start to touch people. They start to shake. They start to cry and they start to have this physical response to the Holy Spirit. If you remember, I always say, yield to the Holy Spirit. Actually, when I say yield, it will mean the future too. That if you yield today, when the Holy Spirit touch you and you allow Him to work in you, you yield. When you get out there in your office and somebody gossip about you and talk bad about you and you heard about it, you yield to the Spirit and say, I forgive. A while ago when I listened to this testimony about a pastor was offended by people, I was laughing because I know that many years ago I would respond the same way because I would be mad. I want to revenge. When I did something good to somebody, but that person did bad to me. I want to just side kick, front kick because I'm third degree taekwondo. So I know how to do jump kick, front kick very fast. I still remember all of these things. Don't play with me, okay? <laughs> I learned how to knock people down only one kick. That's how we train. Boom! One time. Down. 
That's taekwondo. One kick, you gone. You cannot think about kick. But when the Holy Spirit talk to you, no, 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 son. Don't do front kick. <laughs> but I try to argue. How about side kick? How about jump kick? Turn around kick. <laughs> And the Holy Spirit said, "No, no, 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 son, calm down. I have two choices: resist God or submit to God and yield to God. I make a decision to yield to the Lord because the love of God is selfless; it's not selfish. Amen. We can let the love of God flow in our spirit. And if you have the love of God." You will be the most happier person in the world, because no one can offend you anymore. No one can make you mad anymore. Even though people make bad comments about you, you still say, "Ha ha ha." So what? I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna win this situation by love, because love never fails. If I keep loving you, one day you're gonna turn around, and that's what happened to me when I first came to America. I was very foreign. My accent was thicker than now. I improved a lot. Some people correct my accent in this church all the time. I say wrong word. I I put the wrong pronunciation all the time because I did not grow up in English language. So I was corrected and corrected all the time. I got better. But when I first went to the Harborview Hospital, I remember all these American doctors: tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, big nose. Look at me. They look like this on me. Because they're taller than me, they look and like this. Who is this guy with small nose, a black hair, and speak with accent, and don't have an American personality? Oh, they don't like me. Those doctor because they are very arrogant people. They don't like foreigner. So when they look at me, the first feeling is front kick, side kick. You don't know me. A third degree back blow. I knocked down people already in the tournament. At that time, we have the tournament with Just Mac. You know, Just Mac means American soldier that went to Vietnam War. The big, like this. I knocked them down. I'm serious. Bam, Bruce Lee. Boom, down. So I got the medal. The first reaction, you don't know me, but then God said, "Love never fails." So when they look at me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes, I smile. <laughs> And what happened after one year? Everybody at Harborview Hospital became my friend. They love me. If you go there, they still know my name. My name still on the on the wall. The first neurosurgeon in Harborview Hospital that received the reward of being what you call not best looking. <laughs> The most merciful and loving neurosurgeon. Some I I don't remember the wording, but that's what the reward they give to me because I was smiling all the time, happy, loving people, never react any to anybody. Not because I'm a great guy, but because the love of God that is in me. Amen, amen. But many times I believe you get the same problem too, like me. Many times a picture of somebody who offended you five years ago rise up in your mind. You see that person, and you have two choices. One choice is to start to boil up that person. That one choice you can do, 
Have you ever had that? I have that sometimes. The face of somebody rise up that have done bad thing to me, but I make a choice to tell the devil that devil is done deal. I forgive. I forget. This is the past. I don't want to think about this anymore. I will forgive that person. Amen. Everyone say forgive. Let me ask this question: How many in this room want to have your prayer powerful? Whatever you pray, it will get answered. How many people want that? Let me read to you what Jesus say about powerful prayer. Mark chapter eleven twenty three to twenty four. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, "Be removed and be cast into the sea," and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. That you receive them and you will have them. It's like a blank check. Whatever you ask, God gives you the blank check with His signature, and you just put in the number: one million, two millions, whatever you want. He said, "Whatever you want in your prayer, it will be done for you." Is it wonderful? Well, I like to have that kind of prayer. Whatever I ask, God answer me. A lot of people stop at verse twenty-four. But let's read verse 25. How you pray gonna get answer? Look at verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, is that talking about pray? Is that right? If you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespass. The key of having a powerful praying experience. And get all the answer in your prayer is to walk in love, is to forgive everybody who has offended you, and when you forgive, then your prayer get to heaven and you get answer. Many of us never get answer from prayer because we still have bitterness against somebody, resentment towards somebody, and that is the big problem. We should make decision every day when we wake up that I'm not going to entertain even a little bit of ill will, a little bit of bad feelings. I will not entertain even a little amount of animosity toward anybody in the world. I'm going to walk in love. I will reject resentment. I reject bitterness. I reject unforgiveness. I will love everybody and I will forgive everybody by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then your prayer will get answered. But I know that the devil will come to you and talk to you, whisper to you. But he deserves to get some punishment. He deserves the fire of hell. Burn him down. Have you thought that way sometime? Hmm. That person, if he get cancer, gonna be good. I'm talking as a doctor. You know, I know all the disease. Sometimes the devil talk to me. Why don't you curse that person to have that kind of disease? I say, no way. I'm not going to curse that person, because the Bible say in Roman chapter 12 verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. No matter what other people do to you, you just keep serving God. You just keep doing the right thing. You just keep laughing, singing, praising. People can do. Anything bad to you, you just keep going and going, keep doing the right thing, and let God deal with them. 
You don't have to deal with them yourself. You just keep praising, serving, be happy, smiling, laughing, enjoy your life. Don't let those people tear you down because they do something bad to you. It's not worth it. Otherwise, you're g o i n g to lose sleep and have high blood pressure and die soon. Don't let anybody steal your joy. Don't let anybody make you sick. I make a decision. No one in the world g o i n g to make me sick. I'm g o i n g to be happy, sleeping every day, happy, and I'm not g o i n g to get resentment in my heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, "Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." When people do wrong to you, you do good back to them. Romans chapter 13, verse 10, "Love does no harm to a neighbor; therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law." One of the person that we can see in the Bible that why God anointed this person so much is David. David. Was tortured, 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 chased after, persecuted by King Saul, and a few times David has a chance to kill King Saul with his own hands. But look at what David say in 1 Samuel chapter 26 verse 9. And David said to Abishai, "Do not destroy him, for him mean King Saul." You need to understand if you are in his shoes. Many many years of being chased after, and this is how David respond: Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? Second Samuel chapter one verse fourteen. David said to him, "How was it you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed?" You can see that David did not want to participate in the downfall. Or in the death of another person, even though that person hurt him so much. Let me give you some practical point here. From today on, you ask yourself before you say anything or before you do anything. You ask yourself, how is this going to affect that person? If what you say and what you do will cause the downfall or damage to that person, don't do it. Even though that person deserve it, I give you example. If somebody hurt you so much, and one day somebody come to talk to you about that person, and start to gossip, and start to go on and on and on about how bad that person is, you have two choices: you go along and talk bad and spread the rumor, so that that person will lose a job, the boss will fire him, the boss will get rid of him because the rumor go out in the office. You have to make a choice. Are you g o i n g to joy in that gossiping to make that person lose the job, or are you g o i n g to shut your mouth and say, "I am not involved in any person downfall. Let God deal with that person. Let God judge that person. Our job is not to cause a downfall of people. Our job is to pray for people who do wrong. Our job is to go directly to that person and confront that person that, you know, brother. I think you are wrong. You need to change. And if that person doesn't repent, it's between him and God. But we will not be involved in any form, any word, or any action in the downfall of anybody on earth. We are here only to build people up. Amen. Can you promise God? That from now on you will not cause any downfall of anybody. You're gonna only build people up. 
Amen. Let's look at another scripture before we end here. First John chapter four verse eighteen. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. First John chapter four verse eighteen. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. If you really walk in love, you don't need to fear anything at all. You know why? Because God is on your side. You don't need to fear anything, and you don't need to even fear that one day when you stand in front of the judgment seat of Christ, you may not make it to heaven. Why I say this way? Because the Bible says in First John chapter three verses fifteen to sixteen, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. If you hate your mother-in-law, you are a murderer. If you hurt some brother or sister in this church, you are called a murderer. And the Bible says a murderer has no eternal life abiding in him. Mean you will not make it to heaven. Ooh, scary. That's why we need to make sure that we don't practice hatred. We need to practice love, because love is a sign of a born again Christian. Amen. Okay, we learned that if you love, you forgive. Your prayer get answered. How many people want to live in special protection of God? How many people? Oh, I like that. I like to be in the special protection of God. How we gonna live in the special protection of God? Look at Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. God say, "If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His sight." Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. How many people want to live all of your life without any sickness or significant sickness, or if the sickness come, just gone very quickly? How many people? How many people don't want cancer? How many people don't want heart attack? Back pain, knee pain, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, Alzheimer. How many people don't want any kind of sickness at all? This is the principle. The Old Testament say, if you obey every commandment of the Lord, He will not allow even a sickness to touch you. This is a promise of protection. But today, what is the law? John chapter 13 that we read a while ago. A new commandment I give to you: love one another. And this law, the book of Romans, chapter 13, say it fulfill all the Old Testament law. So, in other words, I'm going to change Exodus 15 to 26 into New Testament way. If you diligently love one another and do what is right by forgiving and loving people, give here to His commandment, which is to love one another. And keep all of His stature, which means to love one another. You will not be sick. You will be in the special protection of God. Amen. Make a decision to walk 
in love every single day. Therefore, your homework is to feed your mind with the word, listen to the word, read the word to know how to walk in love every single day. Get into the Holy Spirit. Get prayed for, filled with the Holy Ghost on a regular basis. Fill up, fill up, fill up, so that the Holy Spirit will get bigger and bigger and more love on the inside of you. And then you can walk in love, and you can live in the divine protection, divine health, and God will answer your prayer. Do you learn something today? Everyone say, "I am a lover." Because I believe in God, and God is love. Therefore, I believe in love. I am not a hater. I am a lover. I will let the Holy Spirit dominate my heart. I will walk in the Spirit. That is to walk in love. And when I walk in love. God will answer my prayer, and I will have special, divine protection, divine health, all the days of my life. I wake up every morning and make a decision to walk in love, sisters. Forgive your ex-husband. Let him go. Don't be mad at him anymore. Give him to the Lord. Amen. Young people, forgive your ex-girlfriend. Forgive your ex-boyfriend that dumped you. Let's okay. Let him dumb you. You get a better one. God always has a better one prepared for you. He's a good God. Amen. Don't worry if somebody dumb you. Oh, you miss good thing. I'm gonna get a better thing now, myself. You think this way? Don't be self pity. <laughs> Poor me. No, you laugh. Ha ha ha. I'm gonna get a good one, better one, because God loved me. Forgive him. Let him go. He gonna regret later on. Oh, she, if you're a man, amen. Somebody say amen a while ago. Sound like somebody dumb you or something? <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You learned something today. To walk in love, love never fails. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. 
us, we seek your glory.